There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for Born Ready to Pod is presented to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for you and your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of the hair on their balls. Now, there's a lot of talking points it wants me to go through here. If you let yourself go in 2020, yada, 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 get down there and shave your balls. But I use this product. I use this product weekly. I grow hair down there like you wouldn't believe. It looks like Robin Williams in the movie Jumanji every couple weeks. What you need to know is, is Manscaped's come out with the Lawnmower 3.0. The best thing, waterproof, skin-safe trimmer, will reduce nicks to your two best friends. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Tonight is a very special episode here as the Pacers play their first game of the 2021 regular season, beating the New York Knicks 121 to 107. Guys, Pacers are undefeated. The haters are sick. How did that win feel? I mean, as a fan, if you bet on the game, it was nice. You know, you entered the fourth quarter. I think we had a three-point lead, came down, and it wasn't really close to the end. You had that locked in the bag for a long time. And then that Brogdon three at the end was just icing on the cake. And, you know, our good players played well other than T.J. Warren. I mean, obviously, I think he missed the preseason a little bit, but other guys stepped it up. Oladipo obviously had an amazing third quarter. Um, Sabonis started off the game incredibly hot. So your big players stepped up tonight. There was good distribution, you know, all around. So exciting game, I guess. It was, it was against the Knicks, so we got to keep that into perspective. This is, that's how we should play the Knicks. That should be expected. And we'll see if they can do that against a good team this year. Hopefully they can. Jake? Yeah, no, I, I, I like you said, it's the Knicks. Um, our defense is going to be an issue this year, I think. You know, more than anything, we're going to try to play up tempo, which is, you know, modern NBA basketball. So 
Um, I, I mean, I was super impressed with Turner. Um, he's he's going to have that role where he's got to be the rim protector. And obviously, like you said, we got to keep this in perspective. It's the Knicks. But, I mean, at one point he had eight block shots. I don't know what he ended with. I left a few left Cook's house a few minutes early. But, I mean, he just changed the game completely on the defensive end. And uh, he missed a few open threes, and he's got to knock those down. But other than that, I mean – uh, Sabonis was just a man child. If we can keep shooting threes, that's going to create more space for Sabonis to work inside. And Rogdon and Sabonis just have something special. Great chemistry off that pick and roll. And McConnell does a really good job with him too. So I was very encouraged. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm happy. That's what you do the next. You beat their ass and, and you move on. But I think we're going to have games where we look like world beaters and we're going to have games where we look like dog shit. And that's just, that's who we're going to be this year because we're trying to play new. We've never played like this. So definitely pumped. Glad to bonus out a game and that's huge. Yeah. So 121 points, obviously a big number there. I bet we could go through the final scores from last season. And obviously there would be some that were over that 120 mark, but uh, very rare to see. Uh, last season on offense where the Pacers score put that many points up on the board. But uh, you had mentioned Turner there, eight, uh, eight blocks is the total. Uh, I know Roy Hibbert, he has the franchise record at 11. So uh, about three blocks short of that, tying that record there. So almost had a triple double um, with blocks, rebounds and points. Um, and Sabonis, I mean, just from the get go, he completely dominated this game. 32 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Uh, he shot 12 free throws, 8 of 12 from the free throw line, um, and he was 2 of 4 from 3. So um, Sabonis completely dominated this game. Oladipo, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, so he had a very good game as well. As you mentioned, Warren, he struggled out there. You could obviously tell, you know, he's playing off that rust. This is his first game back action. He didn't get any preseason action. He's dealing with the injury, so... I expect him to probably take, you know, a couple weeks for him to really get going to get, you know, past that injury bug and get back into game action. So I'm not concerned about Warren whatsoever. Um, and the other one, TJ McConnell off the bench, five points, five assists, four rebounds, solid game, just as you expect. And then uh, Doug McDermott with 13 points off the bench. So a couple, couple nasty ducks, dunks for McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, back. <laughs> yeah. He had a, he had a lot of good dunks last night or tonight and uh they play with a nine-man rotation too so that was pretty interesting as well because i know coach bjorkgren's first game you didn't really know how the rotations would work so nine guys played the night so uh out of those stats that i just threw at you obviously we'll talk a little bit about sabonis and his play but what did you guys think you know of these individual stat lines from some of the pacers tonight yeah the individual stat lines were, were great love to see mcdermott play well um Maybe a little more scoring from Justin Holiday is expected, but you know he did Justin Holiday type things. I, I I like the lineup we had at the end. We didn't have Miles Turner in, even though he was having a good game. You know they stuck with that three guard. You know Brogdon, uh, Oladipo, McConnell lineup with Sabonis in there, and uh, you know with McDermott. So that lineup alone was just interesting to see. And he figured they'd put Turner back in at some point, but they never did. So. You know, the, that's how they ended the game. I don't know how if that's how they're going to end every game, especially if Warren gets going. But it was just interesting to see that it was working. And, you know, White Nate didn't sh- go away from what was working. You know, he stuck with it. So that's an encouraging sign. I think Nate used a dumb challenge early, 
you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what game you're coaching. I think that challenge was just dumb. The McConnell three he, he fouled on, so – or he didn't get fouled on. I can't remember exactly. But other than that, still excited about the win, you know, 1-0. There's 10 less games, obviously, so these games kind of matter a little bit more. So it's just nice to get on the right foot. And with that rotation, I think Nate just wanted to be like, hey, we just got to beat the Knicks. We got to be 1-0. We'll take a Colts mentality into this. We'll open up the, the lineups here, you know, as we get on to the season. But we just got to start off 1-0. So, I like what I saw. Yeah, me too. I think, you know, if we lose that game, I mean, you know, there's a good chance, you know, we're, we're the number one overall pick next year. I mean, that's kind of how you go at the first game, right? I mean, it's yeah. either it's boomer bust early on. And, you know, at the end of the day, we did what we had to do. And so, I think um, – I think the main thing you got to keep in mind is that when, when, when you got those two guys out there at the same time, our two big guys, I mean, it's, it's gotta be a very specific game plan. And I thought white Nate did a great job. I thought he did a good job of kind of opening it up. And if you notice when they were both on the floor, it was more of a pick and roll, like game close to the vest type of situation. And when they just had one big guy in, they spaced it out more four out one in more of that traditional NBA look. And so what you're seeing from white Nate is multiple personnels, multiple offenses um, playing to your strengths. And it's, I mean, it's just super encouraging to see a coach. And like Hawk, you mentioned, he didn't go away from what was working. And White Nate, or sorry, Black Nate, um, he just did. That's what he did constantly. He just had a set mindset and didn't matter if somebody got hot, he was going to stick to it. And, you know, White Nate decided he wasn't going to do that. And White Nate kept on without having Turner in. I think late in games, if it's closed, Turner's in for rim protection. But other than that, I think it's just a fluid situation and guys love that. If you're playing well, you're going to play more. I mean, that's how it should be. Yep. Well, um, three-point percentage tonight, you know, obviously it wasn't too great for the Pacers. They did take 34 three-point shots, um, so that's not too shabby right there. Uh, I think the goal is to at least shoot over, you know, 33s a game, especially with the way, you know, the NBA is played nowadays. And some of those preseason games, they were getting up over 40. So we were expecting this, but uh, they only shot uh, 23% from three tonight. So uh, the three-point shots weren't really falling. They got a lot of their points from the foul line, um, as well as um, a lot of a lot of points in the paint. They had 68 points in the paint, uh, a lot of fast break points. They outscored uh, the Knicks in fast break points 30 to 11. So um that's where they did most of the damage tonight was from the foul line as well as uh, those points in the paint. So the three-point shots will eventually fall. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, so I'm, I'm happy, uh, as you guys are, with the win tonight. And, uh, you know, next up on the schedule is the Chicago Bulls. And right now they're currently getting beat, you know, by the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, uh, they're, they're getting down destroyed by the Hawks late in the third right now by like 30 points, so. Yep, ninety-eight to Um, and so do we kind of want to move into that now? Is our going in going to that game, or do you guys have anything else you want to mention about that Pacers Knicks game? Yeah, I think we mentioned all we really need to mention. I mean, it's the Knicks. I mean, we can't get too excited. Let's be honest. I mean, last year I think we started off zero and three. We lost to the Cavs, so we're already off to a better start. Ten less games, so I think it matters. That's that's really all needs to be said. Yeah, and I do want to say, you know the the Fox Sports Indiana 
Um, you know, Quinn Buckner having him back. I mean, it, it's just great. But yeah. you know, I, I've I have noticed like, you know, tonight's the first game. You know, obviously tensions are a little up. You know, you really want him to get that first one of the season. It's just like that first half. Like I just couldn't stand him. Like he was just saying some, you know, Quinn stuff. And like usually when you're winning in a game, you know, that kind of stuff can pass. But like when the game's close and you know the Knicks are making threes, and he just says something, it's just you know, just when the games are closer, I don't like uh, Quinn as much as what I'm trying to say. He just he kind of gets under my skin when that's the point. But he's how great about, when you have a big lead. How about at the end of the first half when when I can't even remember who shot it? It was it wasn't even remotely close. It wasn't even like I mean it hit the top of the backboard, and he was like. Oh my God. He, he was like, Oh, it's, it's got a chance partner. It literally hit the top of the backboard, bounced straight up in the air. And then he was like, hold it. Like it could like bounce straight up and back in. And I think it damn near hit the free throw line. So he was just terrible. He was terrible all night long. It's that, I mean, that that's just quintessential, quintessential Quinn right there. I like that. He also said to Obi top and played in the Mac, which is not correct for anybody listening. <laughs> I heard that. All right, well, let's move on here to talk on the, the Bulls coming up. Like we said, right now they're getting destroyed to the Hawks, 164, uh, middle of the third quarter in that game. So, I mean, it could be get even worse there for the Bulls. Um, they're Obviously, you know, we're going to bank on them being 0-1 going into Saturday. So uh, that starting five group of theirs, uh, Kobe White, Zach Levine, uh, Patrick Williams, the rookie, I believe he's the number four overall pick, Lori Markinen, and Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Thad Young, I believe, is out. I saw that uh, – I forget what it was exactly, but he um, had so, some sort of – you know, I, I need to look it up. I'll look it up at some point, and I'll talk about it. But anyways, uh, Otto Porter Jr. off the bench. So, I mean, this team sucks. I, I'm not concerned about this team whatsoever. We might get another shootout, you know, in Chicago between Levine and Oladipo like we did a couple years back. But this team stinks, man. I'm not concerned about this game whatsoever. No, I'm not either. And it looks like Kobe White, you know, a guy took in fantasy basketball is not having the best start one for 10 from the field. So that's a guy I thought was going to produce and maybe he's going to be bad. Hopefully he's bad at least one more game. Yeah, I think for us, it's it's all I mean, we're going to struggle. So like the past couple of years, we've struggled against the the point guards that could really do well off the pick and roll. And then we always struggled against bigs that could rebound the basketball. I think this year it's going to be more of the wings because of how we're trying to get up and down and moving. If you notice TJ Warren, and I know TJ Warren has does not have his legs underneath him. Like I get it, but I mean, our wings were just dying and uh, the bulls do not have a wing player. I'm remotely scared of. So I'm looking for big scores, big totals, a lot of shots for us and a good chance for us to go two and out. Yeah. Thad young had uh MRSA. So he oh, had his, his lower, lower leg so he had an infection um so that's why he missed the game tonight doubtful he plays saturday but uh yeah this bulls team not very good they're getting blown out obviously you know it'll be their first game or second game at home today's their home opener sorry but uh you know it it could be a close game but uh I, i just i don't see any way the pacers can lose this game um, you play the Bulls three times this season. I think you need to beat them every time. I know Jake had kind of overrated the Bulls in his, you know, predictions the other day when we recorded, but uh, 
this team stinks. I mean, they're I mean, they're they're a, they're a thirteen seed in the East. They're so let's bad. Just, let's calm down. It's one game. I think I I we'll see how it goes. But um, the Bulls are going to be one of those teams that are up and down. Um, and you know they they're going to have to. They're playing completely wrong. They're trying to get up and down the court. They're trying to play two big guys. Um, they're trying to play two big guys in marketing and. Uh, Wendell Carter and they're trying to run up and down the floor with them. They can't defend. It's just a, it's just a complete shit show. I think Billy Donovan will have it figured out enough for them to maybe be the, maybe be the 10 seed, which is what I'm looking for. Yeah. So that game tips off uh, Saturday evening at eight o'clock. So late Saturday game there um, and, or later Saturday game, I should say uh, no, normal to our seven o'clock tip offs. Uh, then Saturday, the Pacers will play uh, the Celtics. So, that first of a first back-to-back set there for the Pacers, Bulls Saturday, Celtics on uh, on Sunday. So, uh, any more thoughts on that game or uh, the game tonight before we wrap this this show up? No, not really. I mean, you got to beat the Bulls. I mean, come on, like you said, if you don't go three zero no against the Bulls, it's it's a bad year in my opinion. So. This team sucks. Everybody on there right now, Lori Markkinen's a negative 42 on the court. So we got to exploit that somehow. Listen, I'm interrupting this, the part of the podcast to bring you a very special message from some of our good friends at bet online. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, winding down towards the postseason, with many teams struggling to find their stuff. Not the Indianapolis Colts, though. You might not be at a game this year, which I have been to a couple, but you can still be in the action at Bet Online. And what is better than being in the action? Throwing a little scratch on the big game? Are you kidding me? That's what I want to do every single night, and you can do that at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from great game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantages of all their great sign-up bonus. That's Bet Online promo code Armchair. Thank you. And back to the pot. He's he put himself on mute and he doesn't realize it. Um, yeah, so other NBA action here tonight that has closed up. Cavaliers beat the Hornets by seven. Um Magic beat the Heat by six. Magic are notorious for beating the Heat. So the Heat start the year 0 and one. Uh the Sixers edged out the Wizards by six points. Obviously, we still got the late games in actions. So we got a very close one on the Bucks and Celtics. That game's tied with uh, three minutes left going, uh, or three minutes left in the fourth. So, um, good slate of NBA games tonight. And then obviously Christmas day games, you know, we got bets and bets and bets on to do for, for that game, for those games. So looking forward to that, but, uh, Ooh, I do want to drop it. I just want to drop one note real quick. Um, also I apologize. My dog is, uh, as Chris knows, likes to yap a lot. So I have to go on mute cause I don't trust him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brandon Ingram is a complete stud. I mean, he is a freaking stud. I watched the last like five, six minutes. He's just put him on his back. He is clearly the go-to guy for the Pelicans when they need a bucket. Zion's looked okay. He's only taken nine shots. He's not the alpha. He'll never be the alpha. Brandon Ingram stud. <laughs> You always have to get your shots in. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's one game and they're 1-0 and Zion Williamson's a team guy. 
unlike some other guys. So it doesn't matter who's taking the shots as long as they win there. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. this is going to be uh, the first of many for us on these recap preview shows. So appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we will be back this weekend with more uh, recaps and previews for you guys. So uh, you all have a Merry Christmas, and we will see you guys soon. See you later. And I'm playing a little song, and I can't stop it. So we're going to end this with a little song right now. Oh, oh, oh. I see the girls in the club, they're getting wild for me. And all the pretty chicks all want to.